psyched you out, didn't I? You can't go to Egypt. Not yet. I wish this day had come so fast. You see, I truly wanted your pain to last. <laughs> face up, face up, face down. Attack or defend. Face up, face down. This battle's to the end. Face up, face down. Stay on guard. Face up. What the fuck is up, duels? Welcome to Pot of Greed, the world's number one and only Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast. We are, as always, sponsored by Kaiba Corp, and I am your host, Argyle, a.k.a. the missing third Von Schroeder brother. We found him. <laughs> he was here the whole time. I'm Max, a.k.a. Squall Leon Hart Von Schroeder. Uh, I'm Dan, a.k.a. Asak Schroeder. Nice. Ah! And with us today, we have a special returning guest... Hi, I'm John, a.k.a. Golden Castle John Burke. Yeah, okay! Mm. Nice! Alright! Pretty good. Um, yeah. Well, 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 welcome welcome back. Welcome back, John. It's very good to have you again, because I'm very, very excited to hear all about these big stinky cards and what they do IRL. Oh, they are incredibly stinky. I have so many sitting next to me, and they are all fucked up and too expensive. <laughs> this is the perfect ap- episode to bring a Yu-Gi-Oh expert on. Oh yeah, yeah. Because um, I will say that uh, as somebody who uh, again, if you do not know me, uh, I play the game semi-competitively. You know, I don't enter like big tournaments or anything, but I know how the game works. Um, this episode might as well have just, or this group of episodes might as well have just been a floating middle finger on my screen the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> That I I feel like those are some of the best episodes where it's like you thought you knew this game right guess again. It was really stupid in the best way possible. Yeah, like I don't I don't mind per se. I'm not one of those people that's like, oh pish posh. The show doesn't match up exactly with the mm-hmm. game unless unless it's specifically trying to be. Like later on when they are trying to be more like the game, that's when I'm like, okay, maybe figure your shit out. But right in like the original series, they were just fucking around. They didn't care. And so, you mm-hmm. know, whatever. It's fine. It's fun. Um, but then the, these episodes happen and it's just like, OK, <laughs> yeah, it's it's like, I mean, you know, I don't know what the cards do in real life, but it's very funny hearing them say this is what this card's supposed to do. And I'm just like, sure, buddy, you know better than I do, I guess off of that. Um, if you if you want to hear John, if you want to hear John's history with Yu-Gi-Oh, listen to his first episode. Um, yeah, you should you should know the deep lore already. Dear <laughs> yeah, listener. I've, I've been around. Dude, let's just jump right in to our episodes this week. Uh, first up is season five, episode twelve, I believe. <laughs> uh, I don't remember the title. Dan, do you have it? Sinister Secrets, Part One. Those are my favorite Spider-Man villains. Yeah, I I should n- let both my host, my co-hosts, and everyone listening know I just I put in eight hours of manual labor today, and I was too tired to take notes. Working class hero Dan Silva. The first time anyone on this show has <laughs> never t- has not taken notes. <laughs> um. And this is also for, and I believe, John, you also watched the sub on Crunchyroll? 
I watched the sub, yes. Nice. This is episode 196, Duel King Decider Match, Yugi versus Leon. Um, so my, my, my first note for these is that this episode, like, I don't know if you've, like, seen the episodes around these, John, but, like, the previous couple episodes look like total dog shit. Like, you could tell the animation budget was not. Um, but these, ep- like, the beginning of this episode looks really, yeah. really good. I thought all of these episodes looked pretty nice, honestly. Like, a lot of the stuff with, a lot of the, like, monster animations were really pretty. Yeah, I f- that that's like the thing I noticed the most when they like amp up the animation budget. It's like the monster animation, then like characters playing cards. This is pretty great. Um, so it picks up right where the last uh, last ones left off. Like, uh, Siegfried is still like on the dueling podium. He still collapsed. Like, oh, how could this happen to me? Uh, and Kaiba's laughing, and he's having a great time, and he's like, Roland, introduce the, the, the real, you know, uh, final round, and it's, of course, it's going to be Leon versus Yugi. Le- Leon the normal boy. Yeah, Leon the normal boy, and, uh, what, what does he do that prompts him to just laugh at Siegfried and say, <laughs> I'm so funny? I don't think, like, he, in my notes, he just says he just laughs unprompted. <laughs> Hmm. Uh, he he's just making fun of Siegfried for you know uh being bad at card games or whatever and not being as good mm-hmm. as him. Yeah, and he, he you know he's just laughing and he, he cracks himself up so much that he says out loud, "Wow, I'm very funny. I love I love me." And then he just walks off. Like it's great. He's not wrong though. He is very funny, and I do love him. Oh, he's having a great time in these episodes. He's <laughs> yeah. not like he's not upset about any of what's going on, like or daunted at mm-hmm. all by like the potential collapse of his company. He's he's just yeah. uh he, he's dealing with it with grace. Yeah. And... Say, say what you will about Seto Kaiba, he will never be coaxed into a snafu. True. Uh this episode start or sorry, the duel starts at at the uh Kaiba Corp uh it was like it's the uh, it's the blue eyes fortress. It's the blue eyes castle, baby. I love it. It's the big magical castle. I I was a little surprised it wasn't in the arena, but <laughs> literally one match was in the arena, and it was not the match that they like. The people have been waiting like an entire day for. Do you think that like the blue eyes castle is the Kaiba land equivalent of like the Cinderella castle or whatever? Absolutely. Yeah, of course. Like that's where they have the fireworks oh, totally. shows. That's where like. Kaiba and like the blue eyes mascot in a costume walk out and wave to the crowd and it's like really really small and people don't realize that until they go there in real life and like Kaiba watches people like do proposals all day long and he just hates it that's what I think (laughs) if you want to stay in the the blue eyes fortress you have to reserve a spot like months in advance (laughs) and it's not really all that great you gotta get the blue eyes the food's not that good yeah I'd have to I'd have to imagine that Kaiba has like a speaker or a bunch of speakers set up around the the castle, so if people are doing the proposals, he can just yell, like, move out of yeah, the way, yeah. creeps, or something like that. He's, he's like, we're gonna add this to your room, Bill, if you go on with this. Um, so yeah, like, as they switch over to the Blue Eyes Castle, we see uh, Siegfried laughing evilly. Uh-oh. He has a trick up a sleeve. I'm so yep. tired of this, dude. Yeah, uh, we see like, y- like, Yugi and Yami going up the stairs, into the like arena and shortly after is like Noah or why did I say Noah? I meant Leon. Because they're both little shorts boys. They are little shorts boys. We have not talked we have never talked about the fact that 
Uh, Leon does have shorts. Yeah, because he's because Noah is a beloved shorts boy, and Leon, I couldn't care less. I like Leon. I think Leon's all right. I uh, like Leon. I think he's nice. I just think he's neat. Yeah. Uh, so like when uh, Leon's going up the stairs, uh, he he is stopped by Siegfried, who is waiting at the top, and Siegfried offers. Leon, a mysterious card. Ooh, what could it be? <gasps> he's he's like definitely not happy to receive this card. He's just like clearly is like super uncomfortable hanging around Siegfried. I wonder why. But he does it almost as if he's being forced into doing this against his will. Uh, they, no, it's fine. So we get into the duel, and like I want to point out how how much of a good time that Roland is having. He oh, is really yeah. hamming it up. Like he's doing huge arm gestures. He's screaming a bunch. He's like really, you know, he, he's he's a showman. Like he he actually does a very good job of this, uh, despite this being like probably, uh, like his fifth, like his fifth most important job at uh, Kaiba Corp. <laughs> he has so many jobs. <laughs> Let's see, they start doing the match, and uh, Leon's kind of acting evil for some reason. He's not having a normal one. He's very mad. He's very, like, he's being very twisted right now. He's acting very Joker-like. Yeah. Uh, there's a bit where, like, Joey it Joey mugs the, like, like, the camera that's recording the match, and then, like, Kaiba shows up, and we get to see, like, this whole thing of, like, like screens everywhere throughout cities with Kaiba what like Kaiba on the screen, and we see we see my watching one of them, my favorite character. Uh, yeah, that's that's at the end. Oh, I missed that. Damn, I didn't. Oh, see did, that. I mean, did they like change the order <laughs> of when she just like randomly? Shows no, up? I just wasn't paying attention. Uh, I I don't think so. I'm I'm looking at I'm comparing it right now. Like there is like a shot at the very end of like everyone that everyone watching it and you can see like people who who like were dueling before mm-hmm. yeah oh that's i guess they just like cut cut the footage from now and put that at the end for my weird yeah i mean it it works cinematically i just uh, like to see her yeah that is true so i do want to mention really quick uh just about kaiba uh, it is very hard for me to take Kaiba specifically uh, seriously mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah, that's um, fair. Speci- well, specifically because it is not something to do with the show. It is because of a YouTuber that okay. I watch. Um, I feel like I need to introduce this this YouTuber to you. Uh, his name, if you want to look him up, is Amakudari. Uh, A-M-A-K-U-D-A-R-I. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is a Yu-Gi-Oh! YouTuber. And what he does is he does cosplay where it's just these really dumb looking cosplays, except for one of them. One of them is legitimately impressive. Oh, I believe I know where you're going with this. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, he just does all kinds of really weird videos of him, like, dressed up as Yuki and dressed up as Celtic Guardian. And then he dresses up in, as yeah! Obelisk the Tormentor. There was, there was an episode earlier on, John, where we, like, ranked all of the Obelisk cooking videos. <laughs> Very good, very good. Okay, I'm glad that you watched that you watched these. But yeah, that that makes it impossible to take Kaiba seriously because I just think about he does he does gotcha rolls, 
as Yugi it, for Arknights, and if he spends a hundred dollars and doesn't pull the character, he switches over to Obelisk, and he like starts doing his Kaiba <laughs> voice, and then <laughs> oh my god, it's just incredible. Like I laugh every time just as Obelisk is coming out, like to start doing more gotcha <laughs> rolls. It'll just start playing the yeah, the Obelisk theme. Yeah, and he's just like, oh, you just, Oh, my God. So oh, a, a tr- truly a cultural treasure. Part of the reason, like, why I personally can't take Kaiba seriously is because, like, after having played Sekiro so much, I'm like, Ka- I mean, because Kaiba's voice actor is the same as Genichiro, and I'm like, Kaiba has nothing on this dude who's killed me, like, a hundred times. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, Moku was talking about how, like, even Kaiba is more worthy to duel Yugi than anyone else, but, like, Kaiba has to be the one to announce the duel and commentate, like, for the sake of the company and to, like, you know, be the face of Kaiba Corp, even though this clearly all he ever wants is to duel Yugi. There's, like, a whole bit where, like, where, like, uh, Joey says that Kaiba's making this all about him, and then Duke points out, well, yeah, he funded it and is hosting <laughs> it and built an entire theme park to have it played in. <laughs> ah, well, nevertheless... <laughs> And then we get a, a heartbreaking story from Okuba about how how Kaiba, more than anything, he wants to be in this tournament, but he can't because he's been so busy with the park and, you know, uh, defending Kaiba Corp's reputation and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> from German uh, it's, hackers. It's very sad. This is a very good set of episodes for Mokuba and Seto, by the way. Like, they're all... A lot of good Moki yeah. content. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they're just supportive of each other the whole time, and it's good. Like, there's there's not really any drama there. It's just good. <laughs> Me and, and I Tears, they're it. brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, the, the duel starts. Leon plays this nasty Red Riding Hood Vorwolf. Yeah, he plays um, the Vorwolf turn one. Yami mm-hmm. palmarizes into Chimera, the Flying Mythical Beast. And, like, I love to see Chimera, this two-headed, uh, like, griffin-looking thing. Because it's, like, moving. It's not just, like, static and stationary. It's, like, its heads are moving around. Like, they put a lot into this animation. And I really appreciate it. And I like to see it. Yeah. The fusion looks a yeah, little weird. Cool. Because we see, like, the two monsters it's fusing into turn into orbs and combine. Yeah. It's all about the orbs. Mm-hmm. Uh, game's done quick voice. Orb. Um, or, and something I even noticed with the animation, like even the animation of the life point and the, like the attack point defense point meters going up and down looks different and looks a little better. Cause before <laughs> you would see it, the numbers would sort of randomly scramble, but now looking at it, they actually like, just like move up and down to the number from the number they used to be. So it's not like it just randomly goes, it's like, Oh, it goes from like a thousand to 500. And it's like, wow, that's how numbers work. It took them this long to get it right. It's the little things. There's more playing. Uh, uh, Yami easily defeats the Vorwolf. Uh, Good. Uh, there, we as the duel goes on, like uh, we suddenly see like another one of Kaiba's goons, like looking at this profile <laughs> of Leon. The hell out. <laughs> he's looking at he's looking at Leon's stats, like his, uh, like. It, it it looks like an ESPN breakdown of Leon. Like they've got like profiles and close ups mm-hmm. and like he's pie looking at his attack, his defense, his HP, his special attack, his special defense, his speed. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and he 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 panics and he's like, "How could I have missed this?" And he runs out. Uh, and we we yeah. don't find out what that is because I'm oh. pretty sure that's the end of the episode, isn't it? No, no, no. That's like halfway through. No, oh, we do I'm, find out what I'm it an is. Idiot. Yeah. <laughs> 
we do find out what it is in the sub because as he runs away, it just like the camera pans the screen. It says Leon Hart von Schrader. And it's like, oh, I yeah, understand. Yes, yeah, oh, yeah. Spoilers: the other, per- the other new purple-haired character introduced this season is the brother of the other one. I have fooled you, Yugi. I am. I have been Germans the entire time. God, <laughs> he should have gone into a stupid German accent. Celine voice, but he's German. German Salim. Oh no! But yeah, so like they're talking about like all all Leon's cards have different effects. He plays this really cute little Red Riding Hood card. Um, he plays the Huntsman. He are are all these fairy tale cards real, John? Um, I don't remember off the top of my head. I did write down that some of them were real. Like I know that. Uh, I think I think he shows up in the next episode, but like. The Iron Knight and Iron Hans are definitely real. I actually, I think I, I think I have a copy of Iron Hans somewhere. But like, yeah, like some of these are real. I don't know if all of them are, but I think it took them a while to print them because I think they came out around like the XCs era. Weird. So they didn't get around to printing these for like years and years after this was there. Yeah, I think wow. I think I think that's what I've heard is that yeah, a lot of Leon's deck is real and in the game it's just that it was printed way after dual monsters so like uh say if you wanted to use them in our cup of greed which cuts off at like 2005 you wouldn't be able to do that yeah but by the time you hear this registration will be over um but well i i do kind of think that's neat like not only because they make the cards in the anime real over time but also because like when it comes in later in like the lifespan of Yu-Gi-Oh the card game like there's a better chance for it to have like a lot more synergy with itself like you know making an archetype out of it and all that oh totally yeah like i i don't i don't know exactly where it was from but there's like a new deck coming out i think they're called like the appliancers or something like that that people are like really they're like really excited about those and i think they're they were from like I don't know, like Arc Five. No, it, there's Link Monster. So I think it was like early Vrains then. Huh. But you know, it takes a while for them to get brought out, and but then they take a while. They figure out a good way to like make them work better, mm-hmm. and then it's like, oh well, these are probably going to be competitive now. So that's cool. Yeah, it, it's cool that there's that synergy between the real life product and the TV show that like it sort of goes back and forth. Uh, eventually, uh, the goon that was checking Leon's profile comes by to bring a printout of it to Kaiba, and we find out, well, at least, well, you get the point. Uh, yeah. We, we find out that, uh, that Leon is, uh, uh, Leon is Siegfried's brother. He's not Leon Wilson. He's Leon von Schroeder. Is it, is it still just Leon in the dub, or not Leon Hart? No, it's not Leon Hart, it's just Leon. It's just Leon, okay. Kings of Leonhart. Yeah. Um yeah, so we find out his backstory, you know, when when he was a kid, you know, Siegfried wanted nothing to do with him, but this is illustrated as like him wanting to do something with Siegfried and being shooed off by their their like overbearing mother who wants uh Siegfried to do good in school to take over the company who has an even worse German accent, I want to point out. Yeah, it <laughs> it sounds like the it sounds like the sort of like fake German accent you hear like someone do when they're like impersonating Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's incredible. It's fucking <laughs> Zeke, I... you have to do your homework. Yeah, it's that's <laughs> not far off. It's fucking horrendous. Like you you know I'm having fun with Zeke's voice. I, I uh I, I, I can't even do the mom's voice. It's too bad. 
I play the Golden get- Castle of Stromberg. Get to the chopper. Hasta la vista, Yugi. We're going to get canceled by all our German listeners for this. <laughs> Sorry, Flutterdark, who's helping us organize this tournament. My bad. Yeah. Um... But yeah, it, it's like his mission is basically to win the tournament um, and put the Schrader Court back in the limelight. So people buy their new game. That's it. <laughs> and that's the entire motivation of this, like, quote unquote, like, antagonistic character. Well, Leon, Leon was neglected as a child. He had no friends except for his fairy tale books. And mm-hmm. then he, he found Duel Monsters, which he's very good at. So he started entering tournaments under the name Leon Wilson instead of Leon Von Schroeder. Uh, until eventually, uh, Siegfried found out and he said, Ah, oh, yes, there is something you could do for me, Leon. And it, it will, uh, be very good for the family. And Leon, uh, a little kid who is, uh, let's say not very emotionally intelligent very easily manipulated says yes anything for you big brother i would I, you know if it if it means getting the family you know back in the good graces of the family i would love it please please <laughs> it's sad he's leveraging family acceptance it's a theme in Yu-Gi-Oh now cuz it happened to two people in in Siegfried's eyes kaiba is the social justice warrior who's taking a sledgehammer to the family <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> But it, like, you know, we we hear about all this. Kaiba doesn't care a damn thing about this. He's like, Siegfried is like, oh, you can't, can't you can't cancel the tournament here, Kaiba. It would reflect poorly on Kaiba Corp. And then... You can't cancel, you can't cancel the duel, you know, in the middle of the duel because that's against your own rules, El Kaiba. And even if you did, that would ruin your, your reputation. <laughs> uh, you can't cancel prom here, Kaiba. We get a very cool quote uh, from Kaiba who says, Yugi, Yugi Muto is the only person in the world that I acknowledge to be my rival. Your brother has no chance to defeat him, and I'm the only Yugis who can defeat you. I bet bet. I'm the only duelist who can defeat Yugi. He's yeah. like, it's cool. I love to see that Kaiba's like actually acknowledging Yugi as like a capital letters good duelist. I love no, to see it. Yeah, like, I don't know if he says it here or later, but he's like, yeah, I never expected anyone to beat Yugi. I just did this, like... Just as a show, uh, th- this whole tournament was a farce. I, I you know, I, I, I thought that you know maybe we could have some fun or something. Yeah, <laughs> I just want, I just want to hang out with my friends in Disney World. We yeah, so exactly. I just want to go to Galaxy's Edge and build a lightsaber. And then the episode basically ends with you know Leon summoning summoning the uh, aforementioned Iron Hans and Iron. I love Iron Hans. He's just a guy with an axe. I yeah, just the name itself is so powerful. Like if if it's just like a, a a earth metal and a regular name, you got a cool name. Yeah, like he's he's <laughs> called Iron Hans, but he's just a guy like in a shirt. He's just a guy with an axe. Yeah, Iron Hans was kind of a joke in the anime watching group where we saw watched Yu Gi Oh together with because, uh, just he's just a dude. He's just a guy. <laughs> and Leon Leon keeps bringing him back too because like I think. Iron Hans can like also summon the Iron Knight, who is mm-hmm. you know you know just a knight guy, but like you know it makes sense. <laughs> He's called Iron Knight, but this is just Iron Hans. Uh, yeah, you know again, a guy. It's, it's like if I walked around calling myself Titanium Max. 
It's just yeah. a name. I'm, That's pretty sick. I'm, pretty yeah, sick. yeah. I'm just a guy with a weapon. I'm just, I'm, I'm just a yeah. guy. I'm just. You just summoned me to the field. I'm having my energy sword from Halo Con. I'm looking sick. I'm ready to like get destroyed by a dragon. It's fine. Um, yeah. That's episode. Y'all want to move on to the next yeah. one? Sure. Hell yeah. Sure. Yeah. To episode 197, Golden Castle of Stromberg. Uh, season five, episode. 13, Sinister Secrets, part two. Yay. Yay. Um, oh, Iron Hans gets caged and dies. It's so sad. <laughs> yeah, he gets put in the hell on a cell and he dies. <laughs> he gets put in heck in a sec. Uh, One thing I really want to mention about about watching this on Yu-Gi-Oh.com, uh, the autoplay for this episode uh well, it's not an autoplay, but there's like a next up link, and usually it links to the next episode, but it links straight to episode 27, which is the first Egypt arc yeah, episode. Yeah, that, that, I noticed that too. I, That's you, funny. You gotta go back to the episode list and pick it manually. It sucks. Look, even Yu-Gi-Oh.com knows it's good to skip capsule monsters. Yeah. It didn't even let us see the final episode of this arc, though, of the Kaiba Grand Prix. L- look, I get it. I just want to go to Egypt, man. <laughs> That's all I care about. I just want to go to Egypt. I want to fight Dio. Please. <laughs> um. So yeah, everyone's like can tell Leon truly does care about his cards, but he still isn't enjoying the duel. So we get another little flashback. Uh, Leon loves reading his little books about fairy tales. Um, and he writes a letter to Pegasus to ask him to turn all his favorite fairy tales into cards. And Pegasus is like, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we didn't get sick. that. He was just like, yeah, I like fairy tales so much. And then I found out that, you know, Pegasus also liked them so much that he made cards about them. But we didn't get anything about a letter. That's adorable. There is like a slightly different tune to it that I also find really charming, which is by discovering all these fairy tale cards, he that's how he got into dual monsters. Whoa, that's like the opposite. Whoa. It's like if <laughs> this is like me writing to Takahashi saying, "Can you put more bug cards, please? <laughs> can I have? Can I have? Please, Takahashi, please, God, give me more insect energy, please, please, Mister Konami. I I need more bugs in this game. <laughs> John Konami, please, Hideo Kojima. And then they just send you back a piece of paper that says no. <laughs> <laughs> God, I remember like even searching up like in the first cup of greed for like insect synergy people are like yeah there's not a whole lot there sorry <laughs> um so yeah it, it's canon pegasus is just like listening to requests from whoever will like write him and he'll make cards out of it i mean presumably it's because you know leon's a trader so pegasus is like damn these people are rich i'm gonna do what they want but i'd like to think pegasus just wants to make more Yu-Gi-Oh cards yeah there's also i'm thinking another version which is this is a good and fun PR move because people will tell stories about this and they'll know about Yu-Gi-Oh! and want to buy Duel Monsters cards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mine's a little more insidious, but... Well, it's... Look, in the end of the day, Duel Monsters isn't a business and all businesses are insidious, so it checks out. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the next uh, cute little fairy tale card Leon plays is the Spinning Wheel Spindle from Sleeping Beauty. My favorite mm-hmm. Disney movie. Yeah, that's a thing in uh, Sleeping Beauty. I don't. I've never watched that movie. I think in the original like fairy tale, it was. I thought it was going to yeah. be a Rumpelstiltskin thing, but then it wasn't. 
Nah, yeah. In, in the original Sleeping Beauty, she pricks her finger on the spindle, and that's what makes her fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Nah, that's dumb. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, was, it was written like 300 years ago. What can you do? Uh, and it, and it, in, in the show, it removes a monster from play for three turns. Is that accurate, John? I don't think this is a real card. Also, if it is, it's not really that good, because honestly, that that's not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. Like, may- maybe if you, like, eliminate, like, a really powerful monster and you're, like, a turn or two away from victory, it might help in, like, that specific maybe. situation. Specifically, it's not if it's not targeting. If that doesn't target, mm. then, yeah, that would actually probably be really good. Right. Um, right. Uh, but then, Yami plays Pot of Greed. Hey. It like it really just feels like a formality at this point that like every duel is going to have both players play Pot of Greed. <laughs> like, I mean, I in this one it. they do it, it like one after the other. Just yeah, yeah, I love it. I feel like Pot of Greed in the, I feel like Pot of Greed in this show is specifically just to like allow these players to have like a believable play in the mm. sense that it's like well. You know, in real life, they wouldn't have those cards in their hand, so why don't we just make it so they draw two, and then that's the two cards <laughs> right. that they need. That's, that just seems like that's what it no, is. No, yeah, exactly. Like yeah. Combos. yeah. I assume that, I would assume that they, like, work it out, like, figure it out turn by turn, do a play-by-play, and then, like, write a script to that. They have like oh. they have like actual like game testers in the dungeons of like the anime production office, and they're like, "All right, figure this duel out." Yeah, see ya. It's like it's like a uh, right next to the pachinko mines. Yeah, <laughs> the, the Konami pachinko mines. Um. Well, yeah. For 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 shot of greed, I'm drinking my big boy 32 ounce water bottle that has a sticker of Yami on it. I like to see. Yeah, him. I've got uh, water. <laughs> The sticker says, are you sure about that? And every time I say, yes, I would like to drink water. I am sure about this. Thank you, Yami. Uh, I've got a Capri Sun fruit punch flavor. Uh, uh, not Pacific Cooler. Mm. Tisk tisk. That's just the one mom my mom had on hand. Uh, I'm at my mom's. Uh, Hi, dance mom. For the quarantine. Uh She's upstairs right now. I'll let her know you said hi. Uh, anyways. <laughs> Specifically say Max says hi and nothing else. So she's just like, okay. Uh, mm-hmm. John, do you do you have a nice bevy you're going to take a sip of for this fun segment of ours? I also have a water, but yes. um, I swapped out the filter semi-recently on my water jug. So it tastes kind of metallic and I hate it. Mm. But it's okay. I'm still going to drink mm. it. It's the things we do for hydration. Sometimes you have to suffer Absolutely. for your They're calling him Iron John because he, that's what he drinks. Yeah. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he plays, he plays Dark Magician Girl. We hear a really sick remix of Passionate Duelist, which is like the sort of equivalent of like the JoJo beatdown theme for the sub. Um, oh, that sounds so good. I'll, I'll link it to you. It's pretty good. Um, you hear it like every other episode in the show. But cool. Dark Magician Girl like winks at Leon and he's embarrassed by it. Leon's really excited to see Dark Magician Girl. It's cute. It's yeah. He's like, "Oh, that's one of your most famous monsters. It's an honor to meet her." But uh, unfortunately, I'm gonna have to destroy her. I'm gonna blow a hole through your <laughs> Iron Knight. Um, I feel like at this point, Dark Magician Girl is like more of a mascot of Yugi's deck than Dark Magician is. Mm-hmm. I I think they're about equal, but yeah, I think overall, franchise wise, Dark Magician is I Dark mean... Magician Girl is way more mascotty. Yeah, because she's a, and also Dark she's Magician is a, a card. Babe. Sucks. It's a bad card. I like that. There's a lot of different kinds of them. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, we can all be winners. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, a pot of greed happens again. Burr, 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 burr. Refer to the yep. previous five minutes. Drink again. Um, <laughs> take another shot. Um, and, uh-oh, he drew the card. It is Golden Castle of Stromberg, and the old people are losing their damn minds about it. And Kaiba, too. Yeah, we get a flashback to uh, when they were in the, the tunnel, Zeke and Leon, and he says, This is a very important card. You must play it as soon as you, you have it in your hand. It's very important. Uh, and... We were everyone. He's very conflicted about it because he's kind of he's kind of changing his mind. You know, like he's you know, Zeke is like, is my brother evil? Should I trust my brother? <laughs> the answers to those questions are in order: yes and no. Well, that's too bad because he plays the card. Yeah, look, looking at the actual image of this card, it is like a War and Peace length novel on this card. <laughs> Holy shit! And that's on the real life version. Right. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, this is... I. Oh, God. I mean, like, I've gotten better at, like, being able to parse Yu-Gi-Oh cards and, like, learning, like, that the commas really, really matter and, like, what order things mm-hmm. happen in to which person they happen. But it's like... Look, you play this in the tournament, I'm gonna be like, alright, let me get my reading glasses out. Yeah, should, should we read it on the show, what the actual effect is? Um, let's, let, let's, let's read the actual effect when we start getting the actual effects uh, later on in the episode. But um, the dual servers, like, freak out when this card is played. Like, all over the world, like, things are not looking... Like, it, it's all getting all glitchy and, like, We get it. We get a cut to the tech girls, you know, in the office. You know, I the love ones all wearing the, the VR tech goggles. girls. Yeah, I always love when we cut to them. Uh, and they're just like, hmm, that was weird. Oh, well, everything's back to normal. Uh, and then they just continue <laughs> it's, it's about the their day. Run. Oh, shit. I'm fine. If, <laughs> if you work for... If you work in the tech sector, uh, or if you work in Kaiba Corp technical support, you have to dress like a woman on the cover of a box. A woman on the box of a graphics card. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, yeah, checks out. It's just so funny. They're the exact same person, but just with different hair. Um, yeah. But he, he's able to, like, basically straight away summon um, Cinderella with her pumpkin carriage and glass slippers. And my next note is one of the most cursed things I've ever written, because it's just in all caps, Dark Magician Girl Barefoot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we do, of course. Cinderella kicks her shoes off uh, at George Bush. Uh, and, and then uh, the, the shoes rematerialize on a Dark Magician Girl, but not before her boots disappear. Yeah, damn, she a dual monster and she got feet? No, she does not. Um, <laughs> she she likes her new shoes, but unfortunately, that does deduct like a thousand life points from her. Yeah. Or yeah, it's points. like I will say I understand the effect because when I wear my nice checker Vans for too long, it hurts my feet because they're just all flat. But it's the price I have to pay for fashion, so I do take those attack point damage. So I'm not as good in a fight when I'm wearing my checker Vans, but they look good on me, so it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's minus one attack plus two charisma. Exactly, and and plus ten swag please um but we get uh, the reveal from the olds the castle is a rare card that pegasus developed only for testing never to be actually used and it's illegal so why can leon play it hmm. yeah uh i think the 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 dub also states like it was it was like really only one was made and it was for specifically a special tournament 
and uh, no, none other has been printed. It is highly sought after. Uh, they, it, whoever won that tournament must have gotten the card. Uh, it's banned from tournament play, though. Yeah, because it, yeah. it's. It, they, it's did not suspect, a fully they did suspect card. testing on it, and they deemed it too powerful, just like Dynamaxing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but Mokuba says that Solid Vision usually rejects an illegal card. Um, but as it turns out, Sieg has hacked the computer, and that was the main reason why he hacked it. Not to, like, cause trouble with Kaiba, but to, like, allow this one specific card to be played. Um, and he should get disqualified from it, but they're just like, okay, that's fine. It'll, it, don't worry about it. You can't stop a duel in progress. <laughs> There's nothing in the Yu-Gi-Oh! rules that says a dog can't duel. They He specifically, like, taunts Kaiba by saying, if if he cancels this duel, that means there's no there's no final match. No one. It's the, it ends, and this whole tournament was a waste of time. Then this whole arc is a waste of time, in my opinion. Everyone's like, "Wow, he obviously hacked the the dueling computer to let the card in," and everybody, you know, everybody like knows it's Sieg immediately, but he's denying it. But then Yugi is like, "Leon, I know that it was your brother who hacked the computer to let the the." Gold Castle of Stromberg into the game. And then Zieg is finally like, yeah, yeah, I did it, so what? What, what are you going to do about it? Uh, <laughs> on live. Uh, I, this is also, I want to point out that the castle is just like, it looks like a cardboard stand of a castle, like, behind Leon. Oh, yeah, it's it looks a, like shit. It's a 2D illustration. It looks so stupid. Behind, well, like, everything's a 2D illustration, because it's a cartoon, but you know... Like it looks, it's two dimensional yeah. in the world <laughs> no, of yeah, the show. It, there's no depth to it. It's it's like it's so important. You could have at least made it look a little cooler. What if it was like Dracula's castle from Castlevania, and it like made another one appear upside down in the sky when you kill Ooh. Shaft? That'd be cool. Remember how um, the villain of that right. game is called Shaft? That's pretty cool. Yeah, he's called Shaft. Huh. I'm learning new things about Castlevania. He's a funny hat. Um, cool. But yeah, Sieg is like, uh, Sieg says, you've been coaxed into a snafu because Pegasus is your business partner that made Doom Monsters a thing, but he developed this card that will spell your Doom, Herr Kaiba. And this card, I made it, it is it is not only a very powerful card, it is also the key to unlocking the, the best, vi- the worst virus ever made. It, it, it's going to destroy the Kaiba Corp mainframe very soon. Uh, if you don't oh. stop it, uh, and then Kaiba and Mokubo rush off to the tech room to do it, and they both don their VR hacking goggles as well. Hell yeah, it looks sick as hell. <laughs> They're gunner sunglasses. Yeah, they gotta, they gotta get that blue light filter up. Mokubo's got his own little hacking station, the little boy hacking station, and he, he, he can, you know, help out. It's cute. Uh, it, it's very good, and they're they're helping each other, and Mokuba's thinking like, "Wow, Siegfried's such a bad brother. He, you know, Co- Kai- Seto would never do this to me." Uh, and it it, <laughs> it feels it feels like a setup for like Kaiba doing that in the you know the next episode or something. But no, it's not. It's just yeah, like like it's always sunny title. <laughs> um, but it's not. He's just a good brother. He's just a good brother to Mokuba. He's just a good brother. Um, earlier, Yami gets like red mad and nude at Siegfried saying he's not a true duelist and he's tarnished his duel and Sieg is like but it's just a game why you have to be mad and Yami is like literally everyone here doesn't think it's just a game um 
I've had friends who have died because of this game, Siegfried. You yeah, don't know. People have literally died playing this quote-unquote <laughs> game. Um, nothing can get rid of this thing, though. It's immune to spells. It's immune to traps. Uh, uh, because Siegfried also, yeah, he edited the, the card effect somehow. I mean, you know, as long as he's hacking into the thing, he can do whatever he wants. And he just says outright, yeah, the, the only way to stop the virus is to destroy the castle. Like, I don't know why that's... It's it's very stupid and dumb, uh, even for this show, just outright saying, like, you, you just need to get rid of this castle and then everything will be back to normal. It's fine. Right. Well, he says it in the sub specifically because Leon's about to, like, surrender the duel. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. And, uh, are, and... are we leaking into part three? No, this is like the end of the part two. Okay. Um, but yeah, it it it's like he can't get rid of this dang thing. Um, but yeah, that's basically the end of this uh, the second episode. Um, so yeah, big 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 stupid castle. You hate to see it. Um, well, now I think since we are between episodes, it is time to talk about gaming. Uh oh, Queens of Games. <laughs> Um, yeah. Yeah. So, John, since you are our special guest, would you like to talk about video games? Of course. <laughs> I'm sure you're not used to doing that every week or something like that. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it is It is pretty much my thing. Uh, so, I guess I'll talk about uh, the game that I finished recently. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, man, I'm going to I'm gonna be talking about this twice this week. Uh, I finally finished Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Oh, which took shit. me three years. Fuck. Oh, you and me both. <laughs> and it wasn't because it was a slog or anything. Don't get me wrong. I love this game. It was one of those things where I just... I just take a really long time to finish things if I really enjoy them. Like, I remember it took me, like, a year and a half to watch Nisha Joe just because I'd watch an episode and I'd be like, I don't want this to ever end, even though it's, like, 12 episodes. You gotta savor the flavor. Exactly. Have, have you ever had that sensation where you're almost done with something and you feel sad because it's almost yeah. over now? Yes. Ah, uh, yeah. Th- that is 100% what I was going through. Um, but I finally finished it. And my goodness, do I love that game. Um, I I think it has been really poorly maligned uh, for ages. And I don't blame people for being wary about it. The reason why people are as wary about it as they are is because there are some horny designs in mm-hmm. that game. Um, like, I mean, just like the main characters, like Pyra, the like girl, the sword girl that you have um that is like your main character's like partner and like kind of love interest and all that Mm -hmm. um she has a very horny design and then there's a lot of horny designs for like the other like blades that you can roll um specifically the one that everyone flipped out about was the like bunny lady dahlia designed by a hentai artist yeah like she's very much overwhelming but honestly like once you get into that game and you get into the writing like Everyone has such amazing writing, and it is it is a total shonen like the power of friendship will save us all kind of story. Mm-hmm. But it's just such a good one of those, and it's and it's delightful. Like I I I, te- I remember tearing up at the uh, the scene where they just like 
Like, they're just in the middle of this fight, and they all basically just start yelling, like, I love you, back and forth at each other, just like, you know, friendly. At the Spirit Crucible? Yes. Yeah, God, that part got me so good. Like, everyone, like, everyone in that group is just like, we all love each other, we're all best friends, like, it's so good, I love it so much, like, that kind of shit is just like, yeah, like, like, say, say I love you to your friends, like, do it, it's, it's important. Um, I love it. It's a very good game, and, uh, yeah, if you have a Switch, and you have the means, and you want to play a real long, really good RPG, I would recommend getting that. Uh, if you do like it, they put out a full-on, like, standalone prequel called Torn of the Golden Country, which I have not started yet. I, I have sat on that for probably a year now. I just bought mm-hmm. a copy, and, I mean, I started it up today, but the day after that we're recording, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles uh, Definitive Edition is coming out. My favorite game of all time. Which I did pre-order the, like, special edition with the art book. Oh, you know I also did. Yeah, so I'm going to be playing that. So, you know, I'm just going to be hopping around the Xenoblades uh, for for a good while. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I guess that, that's that's my game that I'll talk about. Have you, have you played X, John? I have. Uh, I couldn't really get that into it, but maybe I would give it another go uh, if it came out on Switch. Or maybe if I could just get it on Wii U for cheap mm-hmm. again, because... Yeah, like, I mean, honestly, I remember trying Xenoblade 1 on the 3DS, and I bounced off of that, but that was probably because it was on the 3DS. Right, yeah, there's about 12 pixels of revol- resolution on that thing. Exactly. So, you know, I, I-, I want to give it another go. So, so you haven't, you have you pl- originally played one fully, or will this be your first time with the Definitive Edition? This is my first time that I'm going to play it in full. Again, like, I, I-, I never bought the Wii version and then I got the 3DS version, and I only played, like, like eight hours of that, maybe less. Yeah. And I was just kind of like, eh. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'll, I'll give this yeah. a go. I, I, really like what, I really like what they do. I love the characters. Like, I remember playing through that and just thinking, like, wow, Shulk is just this really nice, fun, cool character. And, like, I just like him a lot. He's great. Yeah. I, I, I mean, like, I... Personally, I haven't really, I've just been bouncing off of games all week because I've been also too excited for Xenoblade to get into anything new. Um, but like, so you're in an interesting position having played two first because you're going to play one, then you're going to get to some parts and you're going to realize, oh, like, I can see why these games are linked. Um, it, mm-hmm. it is like, and and I I think of all three of the Xenoblade games, I prefer X's combat the most. Um, it's like a mix between sure. one and two. And even I like Torna's mm-hmm. combat more than two, because Torna is a little bit like you don't have to worry about balancing like the 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 like element orbs around and all that. It's a mm-hmm. lot like I, I, I prefer it more. There, there's like a, a cool like sort of swapping system you get to do. Um, but in, in, in like Xeno one, I, I don't know. It's like it, it again. I said it's my favorite game of all time. Um, I'm just so excited to like be able to experience that again. I'm so excited for Future Connected to see if like what they're gonna do with that and if they're gonna like somehow link that back to two or to X even. Oh, I just love Xenoblade. I love all the music. Like the I've been listening to the soundtrack of the remastered version and like oh, <laughs> they re-recorded like almost all of the music. And some of the new versions of the tracks are like I'm like the mage from Final Fantasy XIV, getting hit with a meteor, smiling serenely, listening to like the solo <laughs> drop on "You Will Know Our Names." Um, so yeah, I, my video game this week is to tell everyone to buy Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition out May 29th for Nintendo Switch. 
All right. Who's next? Uh, I could go next. Uh, I haven't gotten much opportunity to play games this week, but I did get to play a bit more of Yakuza Kiwami. Nice. Uh, I I haven't advanced the story too much. Uh, I I've uh, hit the current uh, progress limit for Majima Everywhere. I did a couple fights, completed some sub stories. I think I did one or two plot beats. Uh, yeah, I don't like it as much as Zero. It's like it has its moments. Don't get me wrong, but it's a bit of a slog in comparison. Yeah, I think story-wise, I'm mostly a gameplay guy, so like my liking Kiwami comes from I I think it improves on the the beat 'em up uh, stuff from Zero. Yeah, in, in a it lot definitely of ways. does that. But like the the story and the presentation isn't as good for sure. Like, there's definitely some like good quality of life stuff with the combat, like just the whole like quick switching thing, the way you unlock moves. It's it's good to have. I think that's it for me. All right, cool. Um, I've just been playing more Apex. Uh, haven't gotten around to playing more Divinity because Max doesn't want to. Uh, I'm. It's been like almost ninety degrees all week. I get home from work and I'm too tired. Nah, it's cool. I understand. Um, just do hit me up if you ever want to play because I, I yeah. want to play it. Um, I also a couple days ago I bought Yoku's Island Express based off of a yo. Like, oh, that Sam game Canning, shreds, dude. Sam Canning recommended it like game. two years ago. Yeah, it's like a Metroidvania by way of a pinball game. It, it's pretty. And you're a bug. It's pretty sick. Uh. I haven't gotten that far in it, but I'm having I'm having some fun. I'm not very good at pinball, but you know it, it's not too hard so far. So, like j- just the like the elevator pitch for that game is like absolutely incredible. You play as a little like dung beetle, but your but your like ball is a, a mail bag, and you have to get around this island and deliver mail. But you're doing it like with pinball game mechanics, and it's also Metroidvania. It's like that's like a game designed specifically to like burrow into my brain. Yeah, it's pretty good. Oh, also, I watched my brother play some of the wonderful one-on-one remastered the other day. It's a game I have already played, so I already know about it. But, like, uh, the, my biggest takeaway is that I don't really like the orchestral version of Table's Turn. I like the original better. Sorry. I unfortunately agree with you. Yeah, regrettably, I agree. Like, I've been watching, uh, I've been watching Lydia, aka Hachiko Syndrome, play through the wonderful 101 lately. It's, it's good to see this very good game again. Some would say it's the best platinum game. Yeah, yeah, I think it is. I, I am some. Uh, I, I, I bought the physical version, so I don't have it yet. I, I think I have a Steam code I could get, but also PC bad, so like that's not really an option for me. Uh, so I'm just kind of waiting for my Switch version to come whenever because Corona. Yeah, I, I have the Steam version, and I messed around with it for a little bit, but then I was just like. But what if I play this on my Switch on the physical version because I love having a physical copy because then I can kiss the box. Oh yeah, yeah. Then, then I then I can lick that nice cartridge. Yeah. yeah, I I I can't lick my computer. There's no taste to it. Well, anyway, it, unrelated. If anyone knows how to get like a bottle of the chemical compound they use on Switch cartridges, hit me up because I'm interested. In yeah, it. I just want to use that as like a seasoning on you know whatever food. I'm yeah, eating. use it as like use it as like a little bit of cologne. Dab it on my wrists behind my ears. It goes with everything, really. <laughs> it's, it's just like Frank's Red Hot. Um, 
Well, shall we go on to the final episode of this arc of Yu-Gi-Oh, which is episode 198, KC Grand Prix Finale. Yeah, baby. What's what's the, is it part three? Yeah, Sinister Secrets part three, episode 14. So we see, so yeah, like like, like you mentioned, Kaiba and Mokuba like peace out uh, to go to the server room. Leon does the Arthur fist because he's so mad that Siegfried has like made him do this. It's, like, framed in the exact same way, too. I didn't get a screenshot. I'll post it later when I do. But, like, he just does the Arthur fist. He's mad. But now we're starting to get the effects of this big, stupid castle. Because it forces Dark Magician Girl to attack. And it reflects her attack so she dies. And Yugi takes half of her attack damage. Um, which is, like, one of its effects. And it's, like, supposed to have a really high maintenance cost um, in order to use it. It, it does that for ev- whoever's turn is ending, right? So, like, it'll also do it to Leon. Is that correct? No, I think it's mas- I think it's only on Yugi. Fuckity. I, this thing, it's so hard to keep track I, of all I, this. I have, I have the effect in front of me. Yeah, please. So I can... The real-life effect, okay. to be clear. So, I, I have both. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Both. So, for, for now, I think I'll talk about what the, the, the false effect is, mm-hmm. the, the show effect. So... It says here that you are supposed to send half the d- cards in your deck to the graveyard uh, during each of your standby phases. Oh. But then, uh, I guess, old Sig here changed it so your opponent pays the cost. Yeah. Right? So, at the end of Leon's turn, Yugi has to discard his, his half his deck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, or during Leon's standby phase, excuse me. And then also, Leon can special summon a random level four or lower monster from his deck uh, during his main phase one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he cannot normal summon or set. Um, and uh, all monsters special summoned by that card's effect and all monsters your opponent controls must attack if able. And when your opponent's monster attacks, it destroys the monster and inflicts damage to your opponent equal to half that monster's attack. And then it can't be destroyed by spells, traps, or effects. Right. Okay. Pretty powerful. What's the real yeah, life? Yeah, so, so yeah, I just want to hear the real one now. I'm very curious. Okay, so I'll talk about the real life one, and I'm also going to talk about how this card is actually uh, not... I, it, it was meta for a minute, but now it's just kind of like a like a rogue kind of deck. Mm-hmm. Um, so the real life version uh, is once per turn, you ha- during your standby phase, the person controlling it, uh, you have to banish 10 cards from your deck face down. Oof. Or it's destroyed during your main phase. So banishing is a lot bigger of a deal than putting things in your graveyard. Mm-hmm. Like in in modern Yu-Gi-Oh, the graveyard is almost like a second hand. There are so many effects that activate when cards are sent to the graveyard or in your graveyard, etc., etc. There's so many cards you want in your graveyard. If you could just if you could put half your deck in the graveyard every turn, that would be great. Like, zombie players would be playing Golden Castle. Like, there would be zombie players who would, like, use cards that would force Golden Castle of Stromberg onto other players so they could have it. And then they could just discard, like, a bunch of their cards and just go crazy. Like, that would be exactly what they would want. Mm -hmm. But in this one, you have to banish them. And not only do you banish, they're banished face down. Because there are some cards that you can use to get to your banish zone. But... If they're banished face down, you can't. They're basically just removed from the game, except it's very, very specific cards that let you, like, shuffle your banished zone back. Mm-hmm. Only then. Um, it's like they just get sent to hell. Yeah, it's, like, extra special. Bye-bye. Um, 
So then, during your main phase, you can special summon a monster from your deck that says it's Golden Castle Stromberg in its text. You can't normal summon or set when you activate the effect. And then, uh, you can only use that effect once per turn. And then, when a, an opponent's monster declares an attack, destroy the attacking monster and inflict a, a damage to your opponent. So that effect is still there. Okay. That same effect of destroying it and inflicting half the attack to them uh, is still there. But... The reason why this card is is seen in competitive Yu-Gi-Oh! right now mm-hmm. is um, there are some cards, uh, specifically two cards. One of them is called Eater of Millions, and there's another card called Grenmaju de Aisha. Eater of, both of those cards uh, gain attack based on how many banished cards uh, oh. are oh, Jesus. on b- both players' field. So... If you have Golden Castle, and there's also a card called uh, Pot of Desires, where you have to banish, I think it, I think it's ten cards as well. Um, you banish a bunch of cards from your deck in order to draw two. And people will play all of these cards. And then they'll have Grand Maju and Eater of Millions, and both of those cards will just have amazing amounts of attack, and they can just attack over anything. And that's just all it is. It's just a big beatdown deck wow. with... You know, monsters that can have, like, a 100,000 attack. Hot dog. You know, I actually, as you're saying this, I realized in, in our Cup of Greed tournament last year, my opponent used a Banish deck like that, and I did not have a good time because Grenmashu was just, like, constantly annihilating me. You did have a good time in that one round, though, because they played Banisher of Light and you played Gravekeeper Servant. When I accidentally, like, made my opponent think there was a glitch in the game because they couldn't play anything. <laughs> we almost stopped the duel because of that interaction, because we thought, we thought we had fucked it up. But no, at the last second we realized it was, well, someone in the audience realized that... <laughs> uh, I, 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 I stumbled my way to one victory. Yeah, it, I still think about that. That's like one of my favorite moments from last year's tournament. Yeah, a couple of greed funny moments. So let's see. The servers are all breaking. Um, like this is like not only affecting Kaiba's servers in the park, but it's affecting like literally all of Duel Monsters. Um, so I guess like Sieg is trying to like just take down his competitor entirely, which is not a nice thing to do because Duel Monsters is fun and a good thing, but. They're still obviously being forced to duel and figure out how to stop this big yellow castle. We find out that it's also immune to monster effects when Yugi like summons like the 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 straight flush Mega Knight or whatever and banishes like a million cards to use its effect to destroy all cards on Leon's side of the field and it doesn't do shit to the gold castle. Uh so that that's pointless. Uh, but then on the next turn, on Leon's next turn, uh, we see when it's time for Yugi to get rid of half of his deck, he only has one card left. He can't cut one in yeah. half. So it does actually uh, get rid of the gold castle, and it's gone. Yay. Bye-bye. The virus is Yay. done. Siegfried just never saw this coming. I will say it was pretty cool how he like got rid of all these cards in the first place, because he's like... He summons this, like, royal slasher guy from his, like, three uh, kings, queens, and jacks knight cards. Mm-hmm. And then, like, has to destroy monsters from each level. So he destroys Kurbo for level one. Old Vindictive, Magician, Mag- ah, Old Vindictive Magician for level two. Giant Soldier of Stone for level three. Big Shield Gardener for level four. And Curse of Dragon for level five. And, like, the whole time um, Kritios' theme is playing, like, the... It's very, very sick. Um, and, yeah, Castle's gone. Bye-bye. Castle crashed. Just like the game. Nice, but Siegfried isn't 
isn't really too upset about this because, as he says, uh, it's too late. Most of uh, Kaiba Corp's files have already been de- de- deleted, so it- it's no big deal. It's no skin off of my balls. You know, if if the castle is gone now, it's too late. And then Kaiba walks out and says, you thought? Uh, and he reveals that no. He was, of course, prepared for a cyber attack. Uh, and all of their files were already, like, backed up or whatever. And so the whole computer network is, uh, back in operating, uh, at full capacity. Yeah. So nothing Bad happens. Bad Creed. I use Norton Antivirus. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it, I meant to make that joke. Fuck. <laughs> whatever. I had a backup on the same flash drive where Noah is stored. <laughs> I had my little brother delete all the virus. <laughs> I put no into the computer and he fought the virus with his fists. Um, See, so now the real duel can begin for like all of one turn, basically. Yeah. Um, but, Like it, it's Leon plays Hextrude, which is like a cool witch. Um, She's just lust from Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah, we, yeah, no, like Leon's about to just abandon the duel, but Yugi tells him, no, we have to finish this. The, the real duel has only just started, which is like, it's pretty sick because he's only got one card left in his deck. Like mm. it, it, it's it, it's dumb, and of course he wins. But like it, it's it's nice. It's nice. It's nice. I like to see it. Yeah. So you see, he plays Lust from Film Alchemist. He destroys Yami's Royal Slasher. So Yami has only two hundred life points left. And now Yami's on his final draw. And if he can't win this turn, he loses because if he can't draw, like that's a deck out, and he loses the duel. Um. So he. He sets a card. He uses Emergency Provisions to restore his life points by a 1,000. He plays Monster Reborn. He summons Black Magician. He plays Necromancy, which summons four of Leon's monsters from the graveyard. He uses Diffusion Wave Motion to destroy all of Leon's monsters, and each time he destroys one of those, Hextrude is weakened. And then he destroys Hextrude once and for all and wins the duel. It's pretty cool. And Leon starts crying, and it's like, oh, it's man. Happy. Like, it's happy. It's a little cry. kid. Yeah, it's happy crying. Uh, towards this part of the episode, I started to realize I'm pretty sure this whole operation, this whole tournament has been like a make-a-wish thing for Leon. Leon oh. is a dying child, and this he he just wanted to duel the king of games, so they, they put John on this, Cena whole, was busy. this whole operation. <laughs> yeah, he couldn't get John Cena, because John Cena was busy, like, I don't know, fighting, like, pretend fighting Weevil Underwood. <laughs> Him and Meku, Meko Tsunami were doing a ladder match. What if it was called the Make-A-Wish Foundation? Hmm. Um, <laughs> it's just it, it's just a foundation for finding Mako's dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, after this, uh, Siegfried creeps back onto the stage and, like, you know, Kaiba says, no, psych, it's the wrong number. Um, Leon Hart's like, okay, we're brothers, never give up, we can share this burden together, and they hug, and it's like, oh, they make up, like, he's not gonna leverage him anymore, they're just gonna, like, figure out a way to, like, No, you should cut Sig- you should cut Siegfried out of your life, Leon, I'm sorry, I know you're only, like, ten, and that's <laughs> not really, like, a thing you can he's even contemplate, toxic. but you should do that once you're able to. <laughs> yeah, just, like, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe once you can make your own decision, just, like, ghost him, he's not that cool. But they're brothers now. And then Yami is pronounced as the duel. Oh, Yugi, at this point, is pronounced as the duel king. And we see duelists all around the world celebrating. We see the Leaning Tower of Pisa. We see uh, the Sagrada Familia. We see Tokyo Skytree and Rex and Weevil are there. And they're all like, yay, Yugi did it. We're so proud of him. Wahoo. 
there were some there were some shots of like some older duelists like obviously yeah there was like that shot of maya watching and she's like oh yeah but there was like i saw a shot of i think like rex raptor and weevil like just like sitting there like pissed that yugi won they're like yeah. oh grumble grumble they I, I i love those two i just want to show this just rex and weevil doing adventures and just getting like team rocketed every single time <laughs> yeah they're just fun um yeah I, I, I like seeing, like, getting reminders that this is just a regular world and seeing, like, landmarks from other parts of the world. It's like, yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh! doesn't exist in a vacuum. Yu-Gi-Oh! exists in Japan. Um, <laughs> or or whatever limbo country it is in 4Kids. San Francisco from Big Hero 6, probably. Yeah. Japanifornia um, from Ace Attorney. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so the final scene of this episode is the gang is, like, getting ready to fly back to Japan. Um, Duke, a.k.a. Otogi, is like, I'll visit to hit on Shizuka. Oh, in the dub, he's like, oh, you'll be seeing me pretty soon, uh, because I have a date with Serenity. <laughs> wow, cool. I'm glad. So he's not just gonna flirt with her, he's already set up a date. He's got an appointment. Wow. A real Casanova, that. Um, <laughs> and, and, well, just, just for old time's sake, Grandpa blows his back out one more time. Yeah, Grandpa gets his back blown out one more time. He just, like, looks slightly to his <laughs> left, and his... His entire spine, spinal column yeah. collapses. <laughs> just, just telescopes. <laughs> yeah. um, and as the gang is flying in a non-Blue Eyes jet, Kaiba is looking at them take off, and he's wearing his shitty David Byrne suit again. Yeah. And, oh boy, I can't wait till we get to Egypt next episode. Nope. Wrong, bitch. C- can't wait for a month of dub content. Yes! I'm gonna die. I'm in hell. But that's the end of the Kaiba Corp Grand Prix arc of Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Monsters. We did it. We made Woo! it. Yay! Um, yay. Dan, do you have a Sago for us? Yeah, uh, for my uh, post-show segment, I am reading from... The Book of Secret Arts. Ho-ho. Oh. Uh, just to remind everyone, the Book of Secret Arts is a segment where I read from the Yu-Gi-Oh! official handbook, uh, and, and, uh, just find, like, entries to read from it, uh, usually relating to the episode. This week, I'm talking about... Leon Von Schroeder. Leon has grown up under the shadow of his older brother, the famous duelist Siegfried von Schroeder. Leon dreamed of facing Yugi ever since he saw Yu-Gi-Oh compete in a Duel Monsters tournament, and he finally got his chance in the Grand Championship. When Kaiba defeated Siegfried, he was disqualified from the tournament. Siegfried convinced Leon to help him get revenge. When Leon was dueling as Yugi, Siegfried asked him to use a card containing a virus that would destroy Kaiba Corp. Leon agreed, at first, but then he tried to stop the virus. He asked Yugi for help, and together they saved the game before it was too late. Leon's Major Monsters Leon is obsessed with fairy tales, and uses storybook monsters such as Hex True, Globerman, and Little Red Riding Hood. <laughs> I like that last one, it's very non-threatening. 
<laughs> well, thank you, thank you for your service, Leon. Rest in peace. Can't believe you died at the end of this episode. Yep. Um. Well, now for the the end of this episode, we're gonna hit up our questions. If you have questions for us. Usually we remember every week, a day or two before that we record, to post on Twitter and in our Discord. Uh, you can ask us questions and we'll discuss them on the episode. So, our first question this week comes from Tumblr. Uh, Tumblr, user sh- that, that. Tumblr user Shoelist asks, Which elemental hero is the most heroic and which is the most villainous? I do know the elemental heroes are a GX thing and not a Duel Monsters yep. thing. Right. But I do know that there's an elemental hero who's a bug, I think, like a big beetle man. Yeah. So yeah. he's he's the best. Just I'm just saying that right now. I mean, now, I think even canonically one. that's probably true just because of like, you know, common writer connotations and yeah. shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's the bug. Yeah. I don't know much about GX cards. I'm willing to go with that. Yeah. John, what's your take? Well, there's a lot of elemental heroes out there. Uh my personal favorite uh is definitely Elemental Hero Flame Wingman. Flame because he's very funny because uh, it's just a big flame man who does wings and it's, stuff. It's wow, great. it's like half Omnimon. Kind of, sort of, yeah. You get a big dragon head for a hand. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then I think, hmm, I think I would say the most villainous in a, not not necessarily in the sense of. The, the most villainous in the design, in the fact that mm-hmm. it exists, would be any anything involving Elemental Hero Wildheart, because it's kind of a stereotypical Native American design, and oh, it's bad. That's not so great. I would, so I would say that's, like, villainous in concept, more than anything. Right. Um, but if we're, if we're going on more, like, basic, like, comic book villains, though, uh, there is an entire evil hero archetype, so I would say probably them. Evil hero. I like that there's just, oh yeah, there's just really just like a counterpart to each one, huh? Yes. That's pretty cool. I like that. I like that sort of like playing off each other. I mean, what, one of the things that EU does best is like a lot of the times cards will have like clear counterparts. And I like to see like a different take on like an archetype like that. Pretty sick. I, I just like that they have to call them evil heroes instead of like villains or anything because right. they need they need to have all the cards that list hero in the name mm-hmm. like the spells and traps they need to keep that consistent so they have they have elemental heroes evil heroes vision heroes and masked heroes so uh, there's a bunch of different kinds of heroes I, yeah. I love wonderful 101 I mean yeah. evil heroes are clearly like dark and brooding anti heroes yeah it's 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 it's, it's your Batman it's your um. Your spawns, I would yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or I, I would say more it's like the Injustice gang in the sense that, like, you know, like they're, they're like the mirror versions of oh, the heroes. Right, yeah. Yeah. It's like the Superman who kills the Junkerman. Kinda, yeah. Injustice is fun. That's my hot take. Um, yeah. Well, now heading over to Discord. For our questions. Um, so our first question from Discord is from friend of the show, Morchmello. Who asks, between Kaiba, Pegasus, Noah, Leon, and probably some of the bikers in Season 4, what's with so many of our antagonists getting into dual monsters because they're lonely? I mean, that's how it happens in real life. You got, you, you just gotta get a hobby. You gotta get a hobby that, like, occupies your time and lets you have fun with it. I say as I stare at my cabinet full of 30 different gunpla. Your $400 Lego fun. Bugatti. 
I mean, um, that's why I started going. That's why I went to Pathfinder Society because I needed other people to play those games with. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's one hundred percent what I did. I, you know, I wanted to get out of the house. I wanted to meet people, so I started playing Yu-Gi-Oh. That's that's what happened. Yeah. It's good. It's good to. I mean, like it's. I I I genuinely do love that there are these communities that like people can just like you know get in with their friends and hang out with like you know that's what i do with pokemon like in 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 draft league and all that it's good find a community hang out with them make friends yeah and then find another community to complain about the people from the first community that you don't like yeah because i was because i was gonna say some of those Yu-Gi-Oh people yeah And those Pathfinder people, oh boy. Yeah, join the community, but don't join the community, if you get what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, next question comes from host of the show, Sarah McCostumes, a.k.a., who is currently Valentina Constance Gaming CEO on Discord, who asks, what's your dream home? Huh. Excuse me? My dream home? What's your What's your dream home? I don't know. It's like a... Is it a big, a big stinky castle, maybe? It's a nice house. Not too big. Not too small. I want to live on the beach. I have never more wanted to go to the beach in my life, but like, it's just like every summer I like to go to the beach for about a week. A place it's like, with well, like not going to happen this year. Good air conditioning and like mm, a, yes. a good internet connection. That's really all I need in life. Yeah. Yeah. Nice house with nice with comfortable amenities. Though I wouldn't. You know, if I'm gonna go a little crazy with this, get a little nutty with it. A uh, penthouse apartment. Okay, just watch out for any um, Saints Row members jumping in while Kanye West's power is playing. Hell yeah! Yeah, <laughs> a commune where all me and all of my 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 podcasting friends we all just hang out. We all record our podcasts every day, uh, and that, that's yeah. what we do. We none of us <laughs> have all, jobs. We all float in the rooftop pool and record at the same time. Well, no, we, we at, 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 in this reality, we have, like, chapel levels of Patreon money, so we don't need to work. No, yeah, of course. Like, we're, <laughs> we're all, we're all uh, kicking around enough money in our individual Patreons that somehow lets us all uh, pay rent for the, the giant house that we all live in. It's great. Right, yeah. Big yeah. communal house. You got a dream house, John? So I was sitting here for a while thinking about, like... A funny answer for like a Yu-Gi-Oh card house. <laughs> oh, a house of cards. The big house that the big house with human lips that eats you, and then you get inflated when you get spat out. Hell yeah! I mean, you know, there's like the house of adhesive tape, that trap card. Uh, there's uh, the prank kids place. <laughs> that's that's a more recent card. Um, but. No, on, honestly, if we're if we're being real here, yeah, I I think like similarly, I would just like to have like, I would I would just like a small place. I've I, I would just love like a place that's just like a bedroom, a kitchen, and a small living room. Like that's all I need. Mm-hmm. And you know, like, uh, yeah, like that, that's like, I, I, if if I'm gonna live with people, of course, more space would be fine. And I'm also okay with living with more people. But if I'm gonna live by myself, I I, I only need like small amounts of amenities, and I just. Yeah, I just need internet. <laughs> the faster the internet, the <laughs> yeah. better. No, I definitely get that. Like, as a serious, I mean, well, I guess a beach house is a serious answer, but it's like, I don't want to have a room that I don't use. Like, exactly. I don't, I don't want to have mm. that much space. It just feels weird. It's like, I 
yeah, I, just a nice little a nice little cozy place to live. Mm-hmm. A nice humble wish. Yeah, I, um, I mean, it de- it depends on like if I know if I would have people over on the reg. Oh, and uh, like, yeah, if I would want nice bathrooms are essential. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, a good bathroom is essential. Like the place that I live currently, my bathroom is like about half the size of my bedroom. It's a nice big bathroom. Nice. And I'm just like, oh yeah, that is the ticket. Yeah. Like if you if you get, if you can break into a dance number in the middle of your ban- bathroom, you got a good place. You just like sit down on the toilet, just you know, real re- really spread out, plant your feet, and just you know, go to town. Uh, well, our next question. Uh, comes from uh, Discord user Flutterdark, friend of the show, who asks, So, with a Toon deck and a Fairy Tale deck existing, what other sets of cards do you exist just because Pegasus was fascinated with them? Hmm. Uh, I mean, I guess that's also a, a Toon deck, but, like, I think he watched uh, a lot of Inuyasha over, like, a weekend. He, he got he got real turned off of Chateau Pegasus and watched a bunch of Inuyasha, and then he made Inuyasha <laughs> cards. Are are we supposed okay. to name actual cards that exist because they're not Inuyasha cards that I know of? No, just j- just like a like a vague a vague like archetype. Definitely yeah, think... made all those Konami reference cards. Oh yeah, oh he's a gamer for sure. Yeah, oh, he loves Metal Gear Solid and Castlevania and all those other things. And Gradius. Oh yeah. Yeah, there's there's like a working deck based around the like greatest yeah. bosses. It's not great. Oh, but I love that deck. Yeah. I made one like uh, last boss year. Boss rush. It's really yeah. good. I love it. Like it. I mean, I'm sure it's not good in like the current meta or whatever, but it's pretty fun to play. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> it's neat. It's a neat deck. <laughs> neat does not equal good. Um, no. <laughs> I like to think that Pegasus being, like, the wine mom archetype definitely has, like... Well, I'm, I was going to say a minion deck, but I realized Ojama is basically that. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and I can't wait to find about th- out about those little creeps. I love them already. Can't wait to see them in the anime. Just see them hopping around, making whatever... Oh, they look so gruesome. Making I love whatever it. noises it is they make. I can't... You know, I just... I, I want to know what kind of noise they make. No, yeah, you look at them and you know that they don't sound normal. Oh, yeah. You know that there there might not be a voice filter, but there is a man doing a funny voice at the other end of that thing. They're just going to do, like, <laughs> Sex Pistols voice. Hell, yeah. Mm. You have to play the card face down. You've activated you are... my trap card, Mr. Bucciarati. As, so- as someone who has watched GX, uh, you ain't far off. <laughs> oh, boy. Excellent. I can't wait. But I guess for my answer, I would say um, for a real deck, uh, probably the Madolches. They're just like these cute little ladies that are all dressed up like desserts, and they're called things like chocolate a la mode and stuff like that. That's another JoJo Part 5 reference. They're just all named after Italian foods. Yeah, true. <sighs> Yu-Gi-Oh's good. Yeah, I could just I could just imagine Pegasus just like going on a dessert eating spree and being like oh i would love to play a deck with a lot of little cute dessert girls you know like yeah he he walks around he has like a moleskin notebook on him at all times for him just like write down any inspiration he has and is like every day absolutely absolutely (sighs) well that about does it for questions this week so as we close john where can we find you on the internet and what would you like to plug well 
I am at uh, at J O H N underscore M I C H O N S K I on Twitter. Um, that's where I make my tweets. I talk a lot about the Yu Gi Oh card game. I talk about video games. I talk about anime and just other just wild bullshit in general. I I love to make jokes and and bad YouTube videos. Um, well, share bad video YouTube videos. Um, and then also, I guess the thing that I would want to plug though is that I run a video game website called VideoGameChooChoo.com. You can find us at uh, Video Game Choo Choo, like the train noise, C H O O C H O O dot com. Uh, we do everything that you would think, uh, you know, videos, podcasts, reviews. We don't really do news that often, but, you know, we, we share the information for you all. And, uh, if you enjoy this kind of Yu Gi Oh content, uh, I also do an anime podcast on there called Chuchigatari Unlimited Train Works, where, uh, I mean, we do that every other week. It's a Patreon thing, but we do, like, the week after it comes out, it's free. So if you don't want to pay for it, it's it's there still. Um, we talk about all kinds of anime, and sometimes I talk about the new Yu-Gi-Oh! season. So, hey. There you oh, go. hell yeah. Hey. Yeah, if you want to listen to that. Hey, guess what? It's not good. Ah, uh, damn. Uh-oh. If you want to listen to that, <laughs> oh, like, years ahead of uh, when we'll be covering it. You got that? To look yeah, yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Not not a, not a fan of rush duels. I take it. No. Damn. <laughs> card cards. You get three, but all at once. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which card do you play first? All three. But watch out. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But watch out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, but I am Max. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at MaxiBajillion, and you can find my other show. Wow, cool robot. A show about Gundam. At Twitter, uh, would, that is at Wow Cool Podcast. We're watching the original Mobile Suit Gundam, and hey, guess what? It whips. It does whip. I'm not. I'm. I mean, I don't know. I'm not watching it. I'm only uh, participating in that podcast for G Gundam, and apparently now, S- yeah, you're waiting. Apparently in the now, SD Gundam Force. I've signed on for. So, I uh, look forward to that. Okay, uh, I'm Dan. You can find me at a lot of places, and you can find all those places at linktr.ee slash Mike underscore Dawson with a zero. From there, you can find my Twitter, my my art blog, my code-fee. You can find the other podcasts I'm on, uh, which are the Sonic Shuffle, a Sonic Lore podcast where I change the topic every week, or change the continuity discussed every week, and Stranger's Fiction, an actual play podcast. Uh, we focused on one-shots. We recently did a one-shot of Stewpot, or recorded. It hasn't gone up yet. Uh, and also you can find at Xbox underscore holiday where Usher celebrates holidays with Xbox. That's it. I'm Argyle. You can find me on Twitter at Argyle underscore funk. You can also listen to my Yakuza podcast. It's called Podcast Gagotoku. You can find it on Twitter at Podcast G-A-G-O-T-O-K-U. I do it with friend of the show, Jordan. It's pretty good. We just recorded a new episode yesterday that will be going up tomorrow as of this recording. So it'll already be up by the time you listen to this. Oh, oh yeah. sick. Uh, well, finishing the episode, you can find this podcast on Twitter at uh, twitter.com slash podofgreecast or on Tumblr at podofgree.tumblr.com or you could go to kaiba.online for a link to our Discord and our future website whenever that happens. Um, 
Yeah, that's a podcast. My voice is getting scratchy because I'm out of water and I can't hydrate my vocal cords. So I place myself face down and my brother shows up out of nowhere to throw some bricks at me. <laughs> I uh, place myself face down and uh, I put up another card that just lets me do whatever I want. It says I win. <laughs> it's like the Ron Swanson thing from Parks and Rec. I'm allowed to do this. Peach. Peach, bye. Bye. Mwah. Thanking you for listening, but this has been Pod of Greed, a first-rate podcast with first-rate hosts. You can catch us next time. Now, Blue Eyes, away! Yeah!